Listener beware. No Time to Game is a podcast chock full with spoilers. If your intent is to play this game and you don't wish the ending to be spoiled, turn back now. And then come back when you're done and let's talk about it. Welcome to No Time to Game, a quest for game life balance where we play and talk about short games, indie games, and anything else that doesn't demand you sacrifice your relationships or grind out those season passes. I'm Devin and I just don't have the hundreds and hundreds of hours anymore to play MMOs, open world games, and loot grinds. And I'm Josh and I have a new mic this week. Uh, this week I played Battletoads on Xbox One developed by Dalala Studios and published by Xbox Game Studios. Uh, it's a remake of a classic NES and arcade game that stayed true to its roots while adding a Saturday morning cartoon feel that left me feeling good. I'm going to hit you with a new segment I want to start this week where I want to go through some Steam reviews and see what other people thought about this game. I poked through a big list of Steam reviews and uh, plucked out a couple of my favorites. Um... This person said, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sure do look different. <laughs> yeah, I guess there are some similarities there. Another another one just said, yeah, I think it's pretty neat. Um, <laughs> what a wordsmith. I think it's a pretty, uh, pretty important thing you got to get into your review. Like, you finish up playing this game, you got to rush off, get on the Steam forums, and let people know you thought it was pretty neat. Oh, yes, of course. That They're a professional. They've got yeah, it's important. lots of people really reading these reviews. swayed a lot of minds to, yes. you know, oh, I guess I will buy this game because Steam user 4483 thought it was pretty neat. And uh, my personal favorite, the dangerous frogs have good jokes. Well, that they did. <laughs> I really enjoyed, really enjoyed the jokes in this game. And uh, the dangerous frogs or the Ninja Turtles or whatever, they were a good time. They were a real good time. So one thing that I noticed, though, pouring through these reviews was that, man, this game was really polarizing. Um, everyone either absolutely loved it or thought it was the worst thing they've ever played. And right? I think um, I think a lot of people have real strong feelings about these three green boys that they, I don't know, really loved them from their childhood or something. And everyone seemed to think that this either did the game did the old games perfect justice and was wonderful or it ruined the franchise and destroyed their childhoods well isn't that interesting i mean i didn't i wouldn't say i fell on either side of that because somehow i managed to miss um this game from my childhood i didn't know about it i didn't hear about it until you suggested it to me so yeah i mean this this uh I didn't have anything to compare it to. I mean, I did, as was we'll get into later, I did play the originals afterwards. Um, and I have some opinions that I'd like to share about that a little later. But uh, yeah, I mean, certainly didn't ruin my childhood. I will say that. Yeah, a lot of people seem to not really like the art style and the way they kind of went for that Saturday morning cartoon vibe. Um, I liked it. I, I thought it was fun. I loved that part. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked the the art style, the graphics, everything. Um, the the cutscenes in between I thought were fantastic. I mean, they were a little bit childish, but I think we're a little bit childish, so that works for us. Indeed, yeah. I it, it I mean, it gave me Teletoon vibes. Like it it definitely uh, 
it definitely made me feel like I wasn't playing a game anymore, that I was just watching, like I said, Saturday morning cartoons as a kid. It was very, yeah, it was a very teletoon, very, um, I mean, who, who did you say was one of the uh, artists on this game? One of yeah, the- I think, um, I don't know if it was the artist. I think that one of the writers or some of the writers came from uh, Rick and Morty, were writers for Rick oh. and Morty, and some of the voice actors as well. So, I mean, this this was very far from Rick and Morty content-wise, but I think you could kind of sense the same bit of, like, goofy space humor kind of stuff that you might see in oh, Rick sure. and Morty. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely some uh, some similarities. Um, and, and another thing this game did was it took the story and continued from the original, but in a way that, you know, 30 years or whatever had passed, whatever it's been since the original came out, and it started off with the Battletoads kind of waking up from, I don't remember what it was, they were in cryosleep or a coma or something, and uh, where they had been basically reliving their past for the 30 years inside their own heads or something. And uh, I think that, that irked some people as well. I think people thought that, you know, the Battletoads were cool and the Dark Queen was evil and this game sort of made a mockery of that. No, I didn't. I didn't see it that way. I mean, like I said, I didn't have an opinion about this game beforehand. Maybe if I had played it and loved it as a child, I would have. But, um, I mean, <laughs> it didn't seem like it was mocking the other one. It it did seem like it was. Um, there were a lot of elements of the original games uh, in this that I think they did really well. Um, and I just like the a lot of the mechanics. It was difficult. Uh, not as difficult as the originals, but, um, but yeah, no, I don't think it was a mockery at all. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think it maybe depends to what games you played when you were a kid, because the original Battletoads. So you went back and played the original Battletoads, and that it seems to be where they got a lot of their inspiration for, um, you know, the different genres kind of mashed up, um, and sort of it was. Kind of difficult, not as hard, obviously, as the NES game, but um, it seemed like they were kind of following that formula of, you know, having a bunch of different level types jammed in together. Uh, there was there was also um, the arcade game that you played, which was more just strictly beat em up And mm-hmm. the, the one that I played the most as a kid was Battletoads and Double Dragon, which I believe was also mostly a beat em up Although I don't really remember that game very much. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe a lot of these people that remembered the Battletoads remembered them from that. And that's why they felt like it was sort of weird and out of place to have all these levels. But going back and playing the original afterwards, I think it kind of made sense. It sort of stuck to the same formula that they seemed to use in the in the first one. Yeah, I mean to differentiate, I played the I played a bit of the NES from 1991, um, and then I went on to play the arcade game from 1994, and they were very different games. Like you said, the arcade game was purely just beat 'em up, um, just uh, you know, just hordes of enemies. You're fighting them, you defeat them, you move on. It would have been very hard if it were not for uh, the fact that it was made for arcade. So whenever I died, I, I just had to press A to essentially put in another quarter and uh, and 
continue. Um, you know, your 10, 9, 8, continue, countdown. You just press A and you, you've got your lives again. So uh, that one I beat in an hour. Yeah. But it was hard. It was would have been hard if I was playing it in an arcade in, uh, in the 90s. The 1991, however, um, that... W- <laughs> I did. I couldn't beat that one. That was near impossible, even with the added feature of uh, being able to rewind um, with it being in the rare replay on Game Pass, being able to rewind back however many seconds and get a, a bit of a redo. I still couldn't get very far in it. It was it was very difficult. I mean, the different types of levels. There was a couple beat em up. They weren't as beat em up as 94 or the 2020 remake, but then there's yeah, all the racing levels that were near impossible. Yeah, so that level that you, I think, ended up... I think you beat it with many, many rewinds, um, but it's called Turbo Tunnel, I believe, and it's just, like, a notoriously difficult video game level. Like, you look up, you know, top 10 most difficult video game levels, that's going to be on every list. Um, And it was... Man, it was brutal. But... I think that that's an interesting thing that we've been seeing quite a bit of recently is people revamping these franchises that were popular back in the NES and arcade eras and stuff where, you know, games had to be difficult or you were going to beat them in four minutes because they just they weren't very big back then. Um, So I think this game sort of had to strike that balance between being hard and being you know too short and all these things and i think they did a pretty good job i mean it was it was tough at times but i didn't find it too frustrating um i I I agree with that yeah i i don't think it was crazy um it wasn't horribly long um i think you clocked in at around five or six hours five or six hours yeah i didn't i mean i didn't play it on the easiest difficulty i didn't play it on the hardest difficulty i was right there in the middle where i normally live and um i found most of the levels pretty easy and with with a few you know a few deaths and 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 redos the style of level that i struggled with the most was the space levels when you were in the the spaceship flying around and there's hundreds and hundreds of projectiles flying at you. I got frustrated with those. That was the only point in the game that I, that I got frustrated though. Yeah. So, so yeah, th- this game started out with as a beat em up for the first couple levels. Um, and then there was a level where you were riding on jet bikes, which was sort of their homage to the turbo tunnel, I think. Um, right. And then there was those spaceship levels that were sort of a, a bullet hell kind of genre. Uh, there was a few platformer levels that were more like almost felt a little bit like Donkey Kong Country or something. Um, did a bit. And there was the level that you were on like a sled and you had to jump and keep pressing all the different buttons depending on which terrain type you were falling on. Well, that one was a bit frustrating too. I forgot about that level. Yeah, that was that was my least favorite. That one annoyed me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there was there was a bunch of mini games as well, I would say that were like part levels. Um, there was one where you were playing uh, Toad Shambo, which was like instead of rock paper scissors, it was like toaster fish something. Do you remember that? I think it I think it was toaster, and then there was like a um uh, 
a hand puppet of a toad and a French horn. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Which I mean, I I I I could tell obviously that it was um, a play on rock paper scissors, but. Even with the little guide in the bottom right to say which beat which, I I wasn't following. They yeah. were too strange. I don't I don't so know if just... you could really mess that up anyway. I think it, I mean with no. rock paper scissors, I think it was just you just played it just <laughs> no matter what. Pressing a button until yeah. until something happens. Um, there was also at the start there was a, a set of mini games where where they the toads had regular jobs working in offices and stuff. I liked that. That, um, that, that was, was kind of funny. It was sort of like little quick time events. Um, and there was one other one where you were in a, you, when you were in the spaceship, you had to start, you had to repair your systems or something. And that was near the end. Yeah. And it was like a bunch of little puzzly mini game things all in one. Um, and that, that one was kind of cool as well. That was like, um, it reminded me there's a game and I meant to look up what it was called, but I didn't. And I don't remember. Did you hear that sound? That means I'm talking to you from the future to clarify something our past selves failed to. The name of the game that Josh is referring to is called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. And now back to your regularly scheduled programming. You are trying to defuse a bomb and you have one person has the bomb and everybody else has an instruction manual for the bomb. And there's a bunch of little mini game type things that are very similar to that. And the people with the manual have to walk the person with the bomb through um, diffusing it. And that's kind of what that sure. reminded me of. I mean, it, the the puzzles themselves, you've got a large screen with more and more puzzles as you advance and a timer that's constantly going down to solve all these. And the, the simplicity of the puzzles reminded me of like Among Us tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, you're literally just you the hardest part for me was finding where that puzzle was because you're given a symbol and you've got to match it with the the symbol on the puzzle so the hardest part was just finding it that seemed to take the longest and then once you found it it was just like okay well i just have to press my uh my like my right joystick up twice and then down once that's really easy but then we've got to move on and we've got another one and, and none of them are hard it's just you've got to be quick You've got to be very tuned in. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember that noticing that there was symbols at the top either. I think I just started mashing buttons and looked at the box to see which things were moving. Right. Um, so I think <laughs> no, I, I matched that up right away. Bit. Yeah, you looked like you had it sort of more figured out than I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, w- was there any other bits that I'm forgetting? Uh, I mean, there was the other one where th- there was a bit of a. Uh, kind of a segue where um, if you've not watched any of the, the battle, or if you've not played any of the battle toads, there's three of them. Their names are Zitz, Pimple, and Rash. Um, Pimple is the big, beefy, strong one. Rash is the cool sunglasses one. And Zitz is the leader. And he wears like, you know, bandolier of uh, ammunition over his shoulders. And he's fast and he's strong kind of thing. Anyway, I preferred playing as Zitz. Um, but Pimple goes on a bit of a segue where he doesn't want to be, um, um, uh, he doesn't want to be violent anymore. So he leaves the other two to do their space battles and he finds this, this 
I don't really know what it is. It's kind of it's kind of like a like a hippie cult type of situation that he um he tries to climb this mountain and there there's I think three or four different levels of doing this platformer style mountain climbing, um, different puzzles. It was very relaxing, even the music, because normally it was right after a space battle. So I was very high stress on the space battle, and then I'd get rewarded with a, a pimple climbing this mountain to enlightenment um, level, which was really nice. I got to breathe a little bit. Um, but the reason I'm saying this is because at the end, when he got to the top of the mountain, um, the leader of this cult uh, said, now you now you have to start worshiping. I think it may have been Brian. Jason. Jason, thank you. You have to start worshiping Jason now. And they, they she points to who Jason is, and it's just like this. Do you remember what it was? It was, it was like a basically just a shitty cave painting of a yeah, three-eyed yeah, exactly. face. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't like that. He was just like, well, what if I don't believe in Jason? And then... She's like, well, you have to believe in Jason. This is this is like you're you're in the cult now, um, and he loses his shit and he just starts um, just punching all of these cult members, and it's just uh, yeah, it's mostly just like pressing the right buttons at the right time, but it's all like freeze frame kind of right. um, mini game where you're punching to the left, you're punching up, you're punching to the right, and. Uh, and it just kind of gets a little bit faster. And yeah, there was a lot of um, segments like that where it was like it was kind of like a bunch of quick time events all yes. thrown together. Um, there was yeah, I, I remember that now. He was he was punching people, and then it would switch to somebody taking like photos on a smartphone, and then one of the Dark Queen's minions that he brought with him. Yeah, and then there was a, th- a third guy that was like punching down chunks of trees, trees. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was kind of interesting too. I, I've, there's a game that I had on the switch that was basically just that part with the trees. It was like a 99 cent game. I forget what that was called too. Timberman versus, but, uh, you just had basically raced each other to see who could punch down these trees the fastest. And it was almost <laughs> exactly like what, uh, what that was in the battle toads. But yeah, oh, so funny. so there was basically those those types of levels, the the mini games, the sled, the bullet hell, the platformer, the jet bike, and the beat 'em up. Um, what what of those was your favorite? Like, which ones did you like? Which didn't you like? I've already said I didn't like the the space ones. Um, some of some of that was fun. Like in the in the beginning when it wasn't too hard, it was fun worth mentioning that uh i i had since i was on the middle difficulty after you die so many times it gives you an option of uh, having invincibility mode which i was kind of waiting for by that point i was just kind of dying almost on purpose um so that i could get that invincibility mode and then you just you can just yeah it doesn't matter how many times you get hit you can beat the level so nothing was so frustrating that i was i was not enjoying myself yeah they didn't really let you get stuck which was nice that's right exactly so that i would say those that uh, genre of level would be my least favorite but um up at the top i mean i i did enjoy just the straight beat em up levels but i don't know the the platformer was also really 
really fun. I like I like the puzzles. There's no actual enemies. You're just trying to figure out um, how to how to pass through to the next the next scene. Um, I'm I'm gonna say the platformer would be at the top, and then after that, beat him up, and then after that would be the uh, like the bikes. I liked the the hover bikes that you're trying to avoid all these uh, mm. walls and and jumping and things, and then after that <laughs> would be that sled level, um, where you've got to press a lot of buttons really quickly to land on different types of terrain, and then after that would be the the space. Yeah, I, I I would be pretty much the same, except the platformer was my least favorite, probably. Well, the sled level was my least favorite, and platformer was second least. Otherwise, pretty much the same order. I, I think, though, the nice thing about these was that each, each one of these genres, there was only a couple of levels that used them, so none of them really got stale. Like, I think an entire game made up of any one of these... Other than probably beat him up, I don't think I would have liked. No, I, you know, like too much. Otherwise, it didn't really hold up for long periods. But a level or two was kind of fine, um, so that was kind of nice. And those mini games were kind of sprinkled in the middle to break things up a bit too. It all kind of drug things out a bit, so the game didn't feel too too short, but it didn't feel too samey. That was very varied for sure. Yeah, and I mean even. And also, if you really enjoyed a certain style of game, there was bound to be at least another one or two of that of that style. Yeah, which I enjoyed. Yeah, I think um, I think they did a pretty good job, sort of taking a whole bunch of different, very different stuff and blending it all together into one fairly good game. Um, you know, that like we said, there was a few things that didn't really work, but. Overall, I really liked it. Um, but yeah, going going back to the reviews that I read, people were pretty all over the place with whether or not they liked some of this stuff. Um, I didn't really see a whole lot of people complaining particularly about any one part other than the beat-em-up, which was interesting because I thought that was the strongest one. Right. But a, a lot of people seemed unhappy with it i think this came out kind of in a year with a lot of beat-em-ups which is weird because it hasn't really been a very popular genre for i don't know quite some time it was pretty big in the 90s i think and then it sort of fizzled out a bit but just in the last year or so we got this game um streets of rage 4 just came out uh river city girls which is a sequel to river city madness i think it was called on the nes River City Ransom. They just re-released Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Like, there was a whole bunch of them all came out in this last year or so. And I wonder if, you know, in comparison to those, maybe these people didn't really like Battletoads. Or if it's one of those situations where this isn't how I remember beat-em-ups. I played this in 1994, and I don't want it to be different. <laughs> right. People... People don't love change a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. They do well with it. Um, but, I, you know, I thought it was fine, the, the beat-em-ups. And I, I played most of those games I just mentioned, and they were all vastly different. But I think all of the modern beat-em-ups now have this kind of cartoony art style because they all used to use pixel art 
because it was a genre that was around kind of in the Super Nintendo NES era. And uh, you just, I don't know why, I guess you don't see a lot of pixel art beat-em-ups these days, but everybody seems to have moved on to the cartoon style. Yeah, I mean, I like the cartoon style, but I I would appreciate a pixel art beat-em-up for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's worth mentioning too, like you said, that you know you went back and played those old ones, and the arcade game actually seems to still hold up quite well. Yes, I, I was watching you play it, and I I actually will probably go back and play that because it looked quite fun. It was it was quite fun. It moved pretty quickly. It, it didn't like from ninety one to ninety four. It seemed like a big jump. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was because it was made for arcade and not for. NES I'm not really sure why but yeah the graphics I think that was a big those few years was a big jump in video game technology in general sure yeah the graphics didn't seem that they weren't that bad at all uh for a 90s uh, a 90s game it still definitely definitely holds up worth playing today for sure I don't I wouldn't recommend anyone play the 91 version <laughs> unless you're <laughs> yeah. a sucker for punishment yeah I mean, yeah, NES games are hard Mm -hmm. to go back to, even with, you know, things like Rewind or using Game Genie or whatever. Like, there's very few NES games that I find really hold up. You know, your your Mario games are still good and a couple others, but for the most part, it was just, it was also frustratingly difficult. And we just, we just sort of have different sensibilities now. We don't tolerate one game taking forever and being stuck in the same spot and replaying the same things over and over in the same way that we used to. No, we get bored much more easily. Yeah. Well, there's so many more games too now. Like, you know, back then we were kids and it was whatever games your parents would get for you as often as they would get for you, get them for you. Um, and now, you know, you have things like Game Pass and Steam libraries and all this stuff that everybody seems to have a backlog of 500 games they're meaning to get around to. And it really makes it hard to, you know, spend three hours on one level of the original Battletoads. Right. You move on so much, so much quicker than, than we used to. Yeah. You you get bored for 10 minutes on a game and you're done. You move on. Yeah. Um, another thing we didn't really mention was, uh, that these games are co-op and I think that even includes the original, Yes, um, I think the original and the arcade were two-player co-op, and this one was up to three. We both played it single-player, so I can't really say what that was like. You didn't go back and try it co-op or anything, did you? I only have one controller that works right now. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I don't know if that changes things up much, or I think it's probably more fun to play with a friend. Most things are, but... Um... As a single-player game, I thought it was just fine. I agree. Uh, But it would be nice to actually play with somebody sometime and see how different that is. I have a feeling some parts would be a lot easier. It would be a good time to play with two other people, uh, couch co-op. You know, I think that would be a, a, a good way to spend an evening for sure. Yeah, I think they did some stuff with the difficulty too where if you were playing alone, you got more hits. Like in the jet bike levels you could lose each of the toads but in the you know if you were playing with three players if you all three of you got hit at the same time that was probably that's probably it you had to restart right but by yourself you could kind of get hit three times per checkpoint 
and same with the uh, the beat em ups and stuff switch as well. to the other toads at any time um so that's pretty much it for gameplay stuff the only thing that we haven't really mentioned is um the co- there was a lot of collectibles in this game as well um and i noticed that you were kind of going after them at the start of the game and the longer it went on you sort of went after them less and less um i kind of had the same thing where it didn't seem to really be doing anything (laughs) yeah i think they were in there for the completionists but um i i honestly didn't even notice them at first even even after it introduced them i i i kind of saw the first one go by on a train but i didn't think anything of it until one of the kids came upstairs they were watching on the tv um downstairs and they said you should go back and use your tongue and grab that collectible leave it to the seven-year-old so i so i went back and i got it and then i noticed on the way through that i had missed two or three more so i got those ones because the first few levels they they put them pretty obvious but yeah like you said after probably level three i wasn't trying anymore they became quite difficult to get the levels themselves became a lot more difficult so just completing them were more of a challenge and i wasn't about to risk uh dying um for a collectible that wasn't really doing anything for me other than a a, like a hundred percent record yeah i I was kind of the same i started out going after them and I think without without them really giving you anything, the collectibles and uh, also at the end of the levels, it gave you a rating based on how well you did. Both of those things sort of felt pointless to me. I think it kind of fell flat and wasn't really doing anything for me. They didn't make me care about that. No, like it felt no. it felt okay. Like the first couple levels to get an A or or an S or whatever the top rating was, it was like, oh yeah, all right, I did okay. And then at the end, I'm just like. I beat it. <laughs> I beat yeah. the level. That's great. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think games need to really think about why they're putting collectibles in and, and ratings and all these things. And even like on Xbox, you have achievements and stuff that a lot of times they're not really adding anything to the game. It's just sort of like, hey, here's another thing you can do, which... I mean, I guess it's fine. It's not necessarily for me. And if somebody else is finding some joy in it, that's fine. But I I would have liked that to be a little more meaningful, maybe give you something or, you know, unlock some something with it, secret characters or something like that would would have made me a lot more interested to go back and get those collectibles. But as it was, I kind of I beat the game once and I didn't really have any motivation to go back to it. No. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are people out there that would, um, that would want to complete this game or any game 100. percent But that's not me. Yeah, I don't care about um, that. And you, you did mention there though that reminded me of something that you could grab stuff with your tongue um, in the beat 'em up levels, and that was a, the one spot where I found that this game actually was unique. Like most of the different level types they did fine at what they did but they didn't really stand out all that much it wasn't like i said it, a lot of them wouldn't have held up on their own except the beat em ups and the the beat em up part i feel like was actually really polished and i liked some of the abilities that you could get you could um 
grab stuff with your tongue and I think either pull yourself to enemies or pull enemies to you. Both, yes. And uh, you could grab health pickups by eating flies. And you could also um, spit bubble gum on enemies to tie them up for a minute. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked that, like the the um, amount of different moves that you had and stuff. And even with your combos and stuff, it was it was pretty good. It reminded me of, you know, the the good old days of beat 'em ups. Um, there was a Spider Man, a couple of Spider Man beat 'em ups where you could shoot webs at people. Separation anxiety and maximum carnage. And that was kind of what the the bubble gum reminded me of, and uh, so that was nice. I, it's the one thing that I would say that this game did really well was the beat 'em up sections. I thought they were really good. They were a lot of fun. None of the none of it was too complicated either. That you like your Mortal Kombat style have to press X X Y down up. Like none of it was like that. You, right. you have a few buttons that do a few different things. You remember what they are. You remember to use them all, and you've got a pretty versatile, um, you know, character to play with. So yeah, and the the thing that's fun about the Battle Toads too that lends itself to this art style of you know the cartooniness is that for whatever reason I don't know maybe there's some lore books out there, but they seem to be able to like morph or at least morph like their arms and legs into different things. Yes, so. And I think this goes back to the original Battletoads where you'd be, you know, you're punching somebody, but then you hit a good combo and your hand turns into an anvil and clocks them in the side of the head or I did see something some of like that. that. Yes. Um, so there was a lot of that that was kind of fun in this. Like, I remember one where you turn into a jackhammer when you're like attacking from above. Yep. Um, and there was, yeah, a few other ones. Pimple where turns into of, a train occasionally. Yeah, you turn into some pretty big heavy machinery and... and uh, that that was kind of cool. That that's sort of the Battletoads brand, I think. So it was nice to see them sort of have fun with that. Mm-hmm. It does seem like the uh, developers certainly have fun with this game. Yeah, and and yeah, I really thought that they seemed to do justice to the Battletoads, despite what roughly fifty percent of Steam reviewers might say. <laughs> But uh, anyway, that's that's about it that I've got to say for this. Um, we've talked about what other people think, so let's talk about what you thought. I'm going to break it down into a couple of categories here before I get you to give me sort of an overall at a 10. Oh, sure. Um, but on a on our same 1 to 10 scale, how would you rate the length of this one? Mm. Um, I believe you said, and I think you're right, it took about five, maybe six hours. Um, and so that's a pretty good length for me anyway, um, much longer and I would have been done with this. So, uh, I'm going to give this a nine for length. Yeah, I, I think you're right there. Like the fact that it did change up in the different level types kept it feeling fresh, but I, I don't think I would have wanted this to really be much longer. No. No, I'm happy with sort of a game this length, and if I really want to play it again, I'll try it on a different difficulty or go for those collectibles or right. something. Right. Um, what about the addictiveness? Um, on one being not at all addictive, ten being you couldn't put it down until you were finished. Um. Again, because this of the style of game that this was, where it had different levels different types of levels uh it 
it was fun without being too addictive for me. So as far as an addictiveness scale, I'd give this a, uh, you know, this isn't, this isn't a bad thing, but I would give it probably a five or a six. You, you didn't really feel like you needed to get back to it immediately or like you couldn't stop playing it. It had a lot of natural stopping points, which is nice. Um, I think that that's a big thing for these kind of games compared to, you know, your MMOs or things like that, that there is no real natural stopping point. You could just, there's always one more thing to do, but in this, there were clear levels where it said, congratulations, you beat the level and you know that your game is saved there and you're picking up at the same spot the next day or whatever. And maybe that level was particularly difficult and I beat it and I'm like, okay, I did it. I completed a thing. I don't want to start another one because sometimes they were a little long too. So it's like, okay, this is great. This is a perfect time for me to stop. But like you said, like thinking specifically of something I've played recently, Red Dead Redemption 2, always another thing to do, always another side mm-hmm. quest, always another, you know, hunt or something to to do. So it's just, yeah, this is perfect. Yeah, it's hard to stop oh, yeah. in a game like that where you have one big overarching map and it's full of little landmarks for you to go look at little things to explore everywhere yeah those those things are bad for me yeah we didn't really talk about the um sort of the layout of this but it was it was four chapters i think and each chapter had somewhere between probably four and eight levels or something like that so each level was kind of broken up into generally like five to twenty minutes i would say Mm mm-hmm so it was it was probably, you know, it's a good game to play for shorter sessions if you don't you're not going to start a level and, you know, be 35 minutes in and not want to leave because you still have half the level left to do or something. Like there was a lot of those natural stopping points in this. Definitely good for a a busy player. Yeah, and even if you did have to leave mid-level, the most you were going to lose is probably you know, 10, 15 minutes of progress. Oh, sure. I think there's all kinds of checkpoints in the mid-level as well that would you could start from next time. Yeah, I'm not sure. I never, I never uh, did that either. The middle one. No. So that's a good point. Yeah, you might have been able to just jump right back in. Um, all right. Um, the other thing I want to ask you about is how difficult or frustrating was it? Because hmm. that's been a bit of a recurring theme with some of these games. Uh, well, we're doing a scale of one to 10 again, I I assume. Yeah, 10, 10 being the most difficult or frustrating. Head on the wall. Yeah. Um, well, I, it's hard to say because there were so many different, uh, types of, of, of play in this game. So certain times I was very frustrated. Um, so I would give this, as far as a difficulty frustration, scale a 7. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think it... It wasn't the hardest game I've ever played, but it but there were some parts that I was definitely visibly frustrated at. Yeah, and, and me too. I mean, you, you have the added pressure of playing it on Twitch where everyone can say, man, what a loser. Why haven't you beat that level yet? Haha, uh-huh, dead. Um, whereas I I was just playing it at home by myself with no one making fun of me. Uh And, uh, except for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, 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 this lead level, man, I was so mad at that level. Um, I just was not barely. having fun. It was, you know, something like Katana Zero was probably harder than this, but it was more fun when it was hard. Like this, when this was hard and frustrating, it wasn't fun at the same time. No. Well, the reason this lead tough. level was so frustrating is because it didn't matter how many times you died. The invincibility didn't help you. <laughs> yeah. You could still fall off of, of a platform and die um yeah at least you could wait for invincibility in the in the in the uh the ship the spaceship levels but this one you you actually had to do it you had to yeah hunker I've down and a, do it I, i've played a fair bit of like bullet hell type games and i actually didn't have as much trouble in the space levels like i i, I mean i didn't breeze through them they were still hard mm-hmm. but um that those ones didn't frustrate me too sure. too badly i think the hardest for me was probably the well the slide one for sure and then probably the the beat em up actually was probably one of my harder ones but uh yeah. yeah i think i don't think i got quite as frustrated because i didn't have as much trouble in the spaceship levels otherwise we pretty much i think we're around the same level of ha- how tough this was for us sure that's kind of the only things that uh that we're rating on because we're doing this for you know people who are on a busy schedule those are the ratings that i think that we matter. should focus on yeah exactly you know if you want to see a full review you can go online and find a full review but is there anything else that you want to mention any any anything that was notable about this game or any honorable mentions before we give it a, a final overall rating uh, I normally don't like to to mention this because uh, I mean it, it's purely uh, up to your own uh, judgment. But my kids did love watching this game; it was fun for them. So yeah, yeah, I would be I would feel comfortable um, saying that this is fun to play with your kids watching. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the vibe that they were going for. Yeah. Um, it seemed like they were trying to make a a game that you could play with your kids. And I think that's probably, especially because they're bringing back a franchise from when so many of us were kids Mm -hmm. who are now, you know, the, the parents, um, it really was probably a, a cool game for a lot of people to introduce their kids to, a franchise that they were into when they were their age and you know things like that yeah yeah definitely so out of 10 overall what do you think well i suppose overall based on the other ratings um i would give this a seven it was fun it wasn't like my favorite game of all time but uh i did enjoy it yeah i think i would probably agree with with that, it wasn't my favorite game in the world, um, but I liked it. I had fun. I suppose we should uh, talk about our next choice. What are we going to be playing uh, next week, or sure. next, so next time we're 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 streaming? Our, for the next episode, um, we're gonna get into some goofy physics-based games. Um, so I picked out three that uh, are in Game Pass right now. Um, Human Fall Flat is one um, totally accurate battle simulator and um, totally reliable delivery service are the other two. 
there's a, a sort of a new genre coming out in the last few years of games that are just sort of goofy physics where you know the the graphics aren't that great the character models aren't that advanced and everyone seems to kind of just stumble around and bounce off things and fall over and and uh so we've lumped these three together and we'll see how you make out so physics being like a kind of a rag doll game yeah i think i mean that's that's just what i'm calling them i don't know if there's actually a name for this but basically like yeah a lot of a lot of ragdoll a lot of like just moving stuff around or things falling over or um you know in, in a couple of them there's some vehicles and stuff that you can drive but it's not like you'd expect out of a modern game it's all okay. just sort of goofy pulling on levers and seeing what happens and a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I've played a lot of Goat Simulator with the kids. Is that mm-hmm. would that be in the same genre? Yeah, I think I would consider that kind of almost the the first of that genre. Really, it was that was probably one of the earliest games I can remember that would mm-hmm. have been like that, where the goal is kind of just to goof around. Yes, and everything's just kind of silly and awkward. We've done a lot of a lot of that in that game. Many out, many goat hours. Spent. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I've played a few in that as well. It was a good co-op experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. That's it for this week's episode. You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv/rogdev. That's R-O-G-D-E-V to watch me stream the games we talk about, or catch up on old streams or any of these episodes by subscribing to No Time to Game on YouTube. You can also join our Discord server with the link in the podcast description for important announcements and general chatter, or if you're more a fan of good old-fashioned email, you can send me questions, comments, or game suggestions to notimepod at gmail.com. We now have Twitter and Instagram at ntgpod. Thank you for listening to No Time to Game. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you can be notified of upcoming episodes. Press X to skip the credits.